1: You like professional wrestling? We like professional wrestling too. This is Shake Them Rups. I am Jeff Hawkins. He is Chris Novembrino. Chris, lots to get to this week. I will, I will give you a choice of paths to begin with on the news section. We oh, it's either. a choose-your-own-adventure. It che- I love these. Turn to I love page these. Fifty-three. If you choose the, drink. I always would like cheat because I didn't want to die and I wanted to felt like I had accomplished oh my something. God.
0: Okay, you just you just go on the journey. I, yes. I but my favorite I, one of these, I, I had a Super Mario Brothers okay. choose your own adventure, and that was great. Oh, I, I never
1: wanted. I didn't want to enjoy the journey. I wanted to win the book. So, <laughs> and that makes absolutely when you no when sense. you say it
0: like that, it sounds elegant and simple.
1: Yeah, it is. It's just like I want to conquer this book. Screw you. You didn't. I you want didn't to win the book. A, you didn't trick me into a poor choice. I won this thing. It, it's kind of like you know. I kind of want to. When I read Encyclopedia Brown, who I who I really did enjoy as a kid, I was like, I want to figure this out before this dopey kid who's getting paid to do this. Stuff. What did? How did Bugs Meenie get away with that exactly?
0: Bugs Meenie was always up to something back in the day. Always up to something. My would you fix... get like angry at the books though? Like, would you strike the books?
1: No, no, no. I would never get angry at the books. I'd be like, man, why didn't I? There'd be okay. I take that back. There was like one. Okay. Ooh. There was one mystery that pissed me off because I'm just like, who in the hell would think of doing something like that? And how did he, it, it involved a uh, freezing ginger ale and, and it would thaw eventually. And, and somehow, somehow he figured it out that this is how he broke into the safe or whatever, or, or how, how he knew how he got it. It was, it was just like, that's eh, the most preposterous thing because most of the time it'd be like, You know, Bugs was telling this lie and be like, he said, the squirrel backed down from the tree. No, squirrels don't back down from trees. Squirrels always go head first. It's like, okay, that's logic. I can deal with it. This one was something out of the, well, that, 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 the, the, the the argument is, you know, how did he get the drink in there? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, he actually froze the ginger ale in the ice cubes and it thawed. And that's how he, and it's like, they never said anything like that. You notice that guy. Yeah, yeah. I never would. Uh, I, ne- but I would never get mad at a. Well, I'd get mad at books, but that was in my older age. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's college. You know, uh, yeah. this legal opinion is bullshit. Reading <laughs> my my constitutional law books at times would be very, very.
0: I, I picture a younger Jeffrey screaming book is bad and then hurling the book at the wall
1: no i was a reader man i I, would always be like like i was reading books that are way too adult for me in middle school or like in elementary school because it'd be like here's the great books here read shirley jackson's the lottery that's a real uplifting story (laughs) here's bridge to terabithia (laughs) You know, books where people die, and you're just like, "Why are you exposing me to the the this darkness right now?" And I just I just want to read a book about people. Here's Watership Down. Go figure that out for a while. <laughs> just books with these themes of just things die and be like, these teachers have given up. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> I always liked scary stories to tell in the dark. Did you oh. have that?
1: Oh, uh. I believe that's in the juvenile literature. Yeah, something. it is. Right it, it.
0: I was once a child, Jeffrey.
1: I was never a child. I was born. Uh, no, 40. I get that you were born <laughs> in a suit and hurling books at a wall. I was born with a receding hairline and <laughs> bad opinions on everything. But uh, on this adventure, Chris, we can either we can either go with the titillating, juicy, uh, teenage-style gossip of AEW. are we going to go with the dry business report of WWE Q2 earnings?
0: Well, I I think in in keeping with scary stories to tell in the dark, uh, my favorite one, of course, being the green ribbon. Hawkins, pull that green ribbon. Let the head roll on AEW drums.
1: Well, according to Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer over at the Wrestling Observer, Old CM Punk went into business for himself on Wednesday night. If you listened to that promo and you were a little confused as to why he was calling out Hangman Page. Well, it turns out people didn't know either because he kind of went into business for himself. This has been simmering for a while. The catalyst supposedly being Colt Cabana getting sent down to ROH. But if you recall the build to All Out. There was a slight weird promo by one Adam Page going into that, talking about being a cancer to the locker room and things about workers' rights and things of that nature. Joe Lanza, intrepid reporter for one Voices of Wrestling, a network that we are a part of, said that there had been a closed-door meeting between Tony, Adam Page, and CM Punk prior to that, where they were trying to hash things out. And uh, depending on who you believe or whatever, either he said this to Adam page at one point, or he at least was saying this to others at another point is that he would never lose to Ad- that CM punk would never lose to Adam page. If he had his druthers. Um, <laughs> Basically in punk's, Prunk's promo Wednesday, he basically said that the apology needs to be just as loud, or I believe he said twice as loud, I'm not sure. Right, or as
0: as, public as the uh, offense.
1: As as public as the offense.
0: That makes that line make more sense, too. And that makes
1: that line make a lot more sense. Right. Now, I am of the opinion that this crap shouldn't be going on. Um, I'm a little play it close to the vest type. I am... I am a little done. And I think I think AEW has a separate problem from WWE. WWE, back in the day, some of you might recall, and if you've been reading Brian Goertz's book, he has a chapter on this. They had things like wrestler's court. And they had, you know, basically a bunch of bullies in the locker room who would screw with people and things like that for minor offenses and things like that. Back in the territory days, you go a little bit longer back. You add grizzled veterans who you just did not F with, and you did not expose the business in any way on camera, et cetera, lest you get the rage of these veterans back in the locker room. Now, I am of the opinion that all this snipping, and look, there's more than just these two guys. There are people snipping to certain media things that they are unhappy at NAEW that they're not getting the push that they don't understand why they're not on TV, et cetera, et cetera. You could probably name five just thinking about them right now, if you so chose, but they need a guy like a Haku or a Ron Simmons to just some guy to just go in there, go to their locker and go, look, we're all trying to make money here. Stop, don't blow it for the rest of us type of a thing with your little pissy personal. Like Bill Watts would have these two go out and have a fist fight, probably.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that this main event picture is just a giant mess to kind of pull it back. So you have Punk out here talking about Adam Page, and you'd be forgiven if you thought Adam Page was somehow involved in this main event title program at least for the first half of the show, I get you know, towards the end, you you really solidify it's Moxley versus punk, but having the focus on page is bad business. And the whole, you know, punk has this great talker. I I do think he's a great talker, but when you get distracted on a guy you're not even in a program with, and you're cutting promos on him, is that good business?
1: When you're making one of your top baby faces look bad by not answering a challenge.
0: Right. Yeah. And because he's not even scripted to come out to do that at that point. And like, you're also nerfing Moxley when you're pulling the camera in on him. Like Punk's being very self-indulgent in a way that I think is very hard to defend right now. I I think the split of the world title uh, has done nothing for either Moxley nor Punk. uh, And I think that... (sighs) I mean, even if Moxley was the unified champion, it would still feel like kind of a weak handoff to him at this point. Like, it feels like the, the belt's been de-elevated by having two champions simultaneously, not elevated as, at all. this unification is going to feel really intense, even though both these guys theoretically should feel really hot.
1: And it gets more complicated because, of course, next week we have a quote-unquote unification match between Punk and Moxley on Dynamite. I don't think there's going to be a finished to that. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, and God.
0: What if Paige inserts himself?
1: Well, interesting you say that because also reported at figure four online or wrestlingobserver.com. MJF expected back very, very soon as well. So <laughs> all these pieces starting to come together. And yeah, and it, it's and we're in the build. I mean, we have what, three weeks to all out.
0: And I still don't know that we've gotten a ton of clarity uh, on MJF's standing in the locker room too. And so, like, you're bringing up a really interesting kind of like broader backstage narrative right now. As you have with Punk and Page, Moxley seems dissatisfied. MJF uh, has some question marks there. Uh, It it's Con's kind of lost. Control of things it feels like,
1: yes, uh, when, totally. when
0: you are looking at all of these stories in in total, I, I, especially when part of this story is Khan sat them down and tried to get them to see like some sort of like shared vision and was unable to do so. That's a failure on his part. He's the guy who runs
1: the show, and he is very uh, h- how shall I say this? He has a little bit of a thin skin when it comes to criticism. Like like today before we went into air, he's he's answering uh, six day old tweets from Josh Nason of, of Wrestling Observer about why the trustbusters were ending Rampage when nobody knew who they were. Blah blah blah. He goes, "Well, my instincts were good, you know, when I was with the acclaimed, and I forgot the other act. He was going to talk about that that uh, that uh, that he's pushed from quote unquote obscurity. My instincts are good, et cetera, et cetera." You know, it, it is it, it's kind of the opposite end of of inmates running the asylum. It, it, it just happens to be inmates we like who are for the boys. It's a for the boys promotion type of thing where it's like everybody gets to do what they kind of want to do and has kind of creative control over their programs to a point. But oh, not this is firm- like really
0: WCW 98 energy.
1: Uh, well, that's a little different. That was one group of guys who had all the control. Okay, course-
0: you're right. No, you're right. You're right. It's one group of guys versus like disparate personalities with disparate agendas, all yes. sort of running the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is more. This is more. Tony. Tony wants to be the cool uncle, you know, who comes in and takes the kids out for ice cream and and pepperoni pizza every night, and we go, we'll go to theme parks and things like that, and then. Hand them back to the father and go. Well, you know, this is this parenting stuff's easy. <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I, the the problem is, especially when you want to talk about vision. It just the week to week vision seems really erratic because I agree. you're 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 indulging all these different people. It yeah. doesn't it. Some weeks, it's not that the shows aren't good on any given week or whatever. Some of them are very good, but like week to week to week, I feel like I'm stepping into a different river and not necessarily in a good way.
1: The rant, rampage is a mess to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's, sure. it's,
1: it's been ROH show for a while. It's been, hey, we're introducing these various people who, have never been on Dynamite before, but indie people know them. And if you're if you're in the bubble, you know who these people are. And here's Jay Wow's boyfriend. Here's the Trustbusters, which apparently might be more in inside jokes about Tony Khan because the Aria Davari character might be somewhat based on things said about Tony Khan being, you know trust fund kid using his money to get into the business, et cetera, et cetera. You know, M- Mance Warner on on there and because he won the battle Royal at the, uh, at the Ric Flair thing, but not a lot of real introduction, introduction, not a real, lot of good storytelling. I mean, we had the, uh, you know, I thought I the Danielson uh, Garcia back and forth was pretty good on rampage, but that rampage overall last Friday was a mess. And by the way, I'll just give you all a timestamp. They're about a half hour into SmackDown right now. Uh, I think Toxic Attraction has already shown up. They were replacing Zoe and uh, Nikita in the uh, in the women's tag tournament. Uh, I'm being told that they look didn't look too good there, but so we won't have opinions on this week's SmackDown and Rampage. But last week's, you know, last week's Rampage was an absolute mess to me. And so, and Sunny Kiss is now turned in as part of the Trust Busters as well.
0: Right, right. And <laughs> After that, getting
1: destroyed by Parker Boudreaux, and you're like, all right, that makes no sense whatsoever. But okay.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's it's a strange faction, and and yeah, no, the backstage drama stuff, I it just seems to be like part of a. I don't know. Part of a continuing trend with this company. It, it, it,
1: it's the negative parts of what you hear because it sounds like the veterans are there, and they work hard, but they're also they're there because those are the jobs that they can get now. Yeah. You know, the the you know WWE used to be the big fish. They're no longer with WWE. Hey, come work for us. Okay, we'll come work for you. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like I want to keep my job more than rock the boat type of a thing. I, I just th- there should not be. And I know there's a wrestling media dedicated to all this, and and trust me, everybody talks to them. I, it, it's, and there's no fear of talking to them. I think is also part of the point. And and while we like, I mean, T- Tony's always been to his credit. He's always been one of the guys who has courted wrestling media. He's one of the people who wants to be liked by wrestling media and stuff like that. But there's something to to the thing of having mystery in your product, and I think. I think we've gone hard the other way, where we've buddied buddied up with so many wrestling media outlets, and the and the performers have no fear of retribution if they talk to somebody. And trust me, I I lo- look, I'm friends with Sean Rossap. I'm friends with Dave Meltzer. Um, I'm friends with Mike Semper I, I, I everybody talks, and it. But at the same time, this this much stuff should not be. <laughs> So, actually, you know what? Not even the leaks. Something like Punk going out there and going for, to business for himself is it, part of a problem with AEW having a problem scripting and keeping the TV to a tight structure. You know, I mean, they, they were rushing at the end. They were rushing that end angle with uh, Los Ingobernables, Faction, uh, and Dragon Lee because they were out of time, literally. And that was because... The top segment went long, and that was partly because Punk went into business for himself. And you know, it 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 all runs together, all the all these little things into a bigger problem to me.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I, I mean, I I just the big focal point of the problem to me right now is the prestige of the belts, um, in particular the main event belt. You have so many lower card belts that was a problem, but now the main event belt just it it, it feels. Uh, not where it could be. I'll put it that way.
1: WWE had their second quarter call uh, before market opens, which was uh, a little bit surprising to most, and also a little bit last minute. <clears throat> in quarter two, covering April first to June thirtieth, WWE took in three hundred twenty-eight point two million in revenue, turned forty-nine point zero million profit. Was a combination of it being the WrestleMania quarter, and WrestleMania was much larger this year than last year due to less restri- fewer restrictions, Dave. Not less, and larger attendance. Last year in the same quarter, the company took in two hundred sixty five point six million in revenue and posted twenty nine point two million profit. Now, the interesting part to me, at least reading the transcript of this call, was uh, Nick Khan. Talking about media and media rights negotiations. Now, this is this is going to go on a little while. You guys will have to indulge me on this because I want Chris's thoughts on this and what he thinks Nick Khan is getting at. Nick Khan talked about the next media rights negotiation, which also impacts AEW. AEW's deal with Warner Brothers Discovery expires at the end of 2023. WWE's deals with Comcast and Fox expire at the end of September 2024. Quote, we have been detailing on these calls for the past two years how hungry the marketplace is for live premium content. Today, we remain as confident as ever as we prepare for the U.S. rights renewal for Raw and SmackDown. Additionally, as everyone knows, since this, those most recent rights deals, the marketplace has become even more crowded with buyers. Interest from deep-pocketed tech companies has never been higher." Quote on Netflix, we've been saying on these calls for many months that we believe Netflix would look to enter that the live space. We got confirmation of that this past quarter when Netflix made a bid for the rights to Formula One. We believe Netflix's appetite for live will for live. Product will only increase after the introduction of their ad tier. As we all know, the strongest ad rates for streaming are those sold for live programming. With Alphabet, the parent company of Google, we are seeing bids for premium sports products both here in the US and internationally. The company recently put forward a bid for NFL Sunday Ticket and pursued the Indian Premier League broadcast rights in that region. Quote, with Apple, we saw the entrance into the sports space that made a really strong statement in their first year. Following the Major League Baseball deal this quarter, Apple acquired the Major League Soccer rights in a 10-year $2.5 billion deal. And MLS is still set to see more revenue from games that they will sublicense along with Spanish-language TV rights. Quote, NFL Sunday ticket will be announced shortly. We all expect that to go to a streaming company. Formula One, from what I briefly mentioned, went from $5 million a year to over $85 million a year, a 17x multiple. We know UEFA is out in the U.S. marketplace right now, and we expect the league will more than double its fee from its previous deal. The Big Ten rights will blow past $1 billion. And we'll have three or more buyers. As you know, as we know, there is no type of programming more valuable to sponsors than live. As the streaming landscape matures and sports becomes a core offering on these services, we believe our product's three-pronged ability to draw on viewers, retain viewers rear-round, and amass large audiences that sponsors love live week-to-week puts WWE in a small group of premium properties for any media company. Chris, I think <laughs> I am not big on high on streaming. I, I am not because I think, I think people are seeing now that they're going to be paying so much for ad tiers and things like this on over the top streaming services that they might as well keep their cable. Problem is, cable is now losing all of these things to streaming services, and sports is going to be the king on that. But I think WWE. Looked at that Formula One deal and said, We're not just going to double our rights fees. Some of you are going to have to pony up.
0: Yeah, I think they looked at the Formula One deal and they saw that they could go much higher. They did
1: that cartoon dollar bill signs in the eyes as soon as they heard that.
0: They could go much higher if they, in their minds, were on a different platform. And I think here's what Khan obviously, he keeps bringing up all these streaming services. I think what they are thinking about is we offload the full archive. So in addition to you getting access to our live things, essentially like the WWE network model of you know the last decade here, um, that would be available to a potential buyer. The entire vault, all of WWE's back catalog and the live stuff so that a Netflix who is looking to pad out their library would be able to do so very, very quickly and add lots and lots of hours of content um, and also have something that drives people on there. Like, if you're Netflix, the idea that, like, you could become, like, you would have something built in with wrestling um, where you know that WWE fans are going to go here and WWE is this brand that people will pay for. Um, it solves your biggest concern right now, which is this subscription lapsing thing. Um I mean, it doesn't solve all of it, but you now actually have, you know, something that might be attractive to attracting new subscriptions and getting that subscription number back up.
1: But does it solve it? Because we saw at its peak that WWE Network only had like 2 million subscribers.
0: I know, but but they hammered like was five hundred thousand or a million. I'm not saying it solves all of it, right. but at, le- at least at least no, it, it at. solves
1: the problem that Netflix does not have its own de facto content creation studio. And it
0: raises the floor too of what that subscription number is going to be. Um, I I don't think it, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's it's not a I I as I said in my take, it's not a single blow. But what I'm saying is that I think it is a meaningful. It's more than a drop in the bucket. It's you know, a quarter glass of water. It's some. It's something. Uh, it, it, and it's a meaningful thing that raises the water level for Netflix or what whatever potential streaming service might buy them.
1: I think also this bodes, for those of you who are interested, and, and it's most of us who listen to these types of podcasts, the week-to-week creative of WWE, I think they're going to play it safe. And I think those people who want how how do I put this edgier content on WWE are going to be disappointed for a while, because I think until this new deal comes down, I think they are going to continue this. We are a family friendly, you know, anybody can put this on and not, you know, not be worried about, you know, gratuitous sex and quote unquote real violence on here until an Apple or an to, to make it seem like they are prestige content that could go on an Amazon or Apple, as opposed to, you know, Netflix. Quite frankly, because Netflix, I mean, ne- Netflix has a lot of junk on it. I mean, if you've watched, no, you... it, it
0: it does, it does, but it also, I mean, it's it's like one of these weird things where it's Netflix, obviously, you know, a wounded bird, but at the same time, birds still flying with stuff like Stranger Things, Tiger King, like they're able to put out content. Um, I I I actually think. You know, especially with what who owns Netflix and stuff like that versus Apple TV or Amazon TV, which are much smaller shares of the market. Uh, Even with the reduced Netflix subscription size, I think they still have a pretty decent market share. Um, I just think it makes a lot of sense for both partners um, in that, if they can get the money right, Um, right down to the color scheme. Pour one
1: out from NXT UK. It appears that their end has been met. WWE will be running two major shows over Labor Day weekend, but the NXT show will not be going head-to-head with All Out, but it is going to be Worlds Collide, NXT UK versus NXT for what we think is probably the last hurrah for NXT UK before it changes. Bigger news is the change in U- NXT UK will cease to exist after 9 4 when the name will be used for that said World's Collide show. But afterwards, it'll be known as NXT Europe, which will be launching sometime in 2023. What does this mean? This means cuts. This means cuts to some Shake Them Ropes favorites as well. Pour one out for the hunt. Among those who were released, Mark Wildboar Hitchens, Shaw Samuels, Dave Mastiff, Oliver Carter, the Primate, Nina Samuels, Sam Gradwell, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, Ashton Smith, ah, Bootleg Kofi and Whoop Guy, both in one
0: day. It, hurt, it hurts that Whoop Guy finally got taken down.
1: Jack Stars, Millie McKenzie, Danny Luna, Zaya Brookside, Eddie Dennis, Sexton Huxley, Amir Jordan, Trent Seven, Sid Scala, T-Bone, Teoman, Kenny Williams, and Amale all confirmed publicly or privately getting the call on August 18th that they were released. Also released was TV announcer Kirsty Bosley. A key question involves Mako Satamura, play player coach with the group, who is one of the best women's wrestler in the world today, and what happens with her. Ilya Dragunov is another great wrestler. He is still on. He, there's still no official word on where other he's staying. Also, no official word yet. Noem Dar, Rampage Brown, Aaliyah James, Aofi Valkyrie, Eliza Alexander, and Stevie Turner. I will also add, I believe, Isla Dawn. And Ginny, nobody knows their status quite, but I think Ginny might have been stealth released. I don't
0: Amazingly, know. Blair Davenport saved from all of this. Blair like,
1: Davenport, uh, yes, appeared on NXT. Uh, uh,
0: amazingly, because y- y- when I saw her at first, it's like, oh, is it Stevie Turner? Because I-, I like her. And then I realized it was Blair Davenport. And I was like, oh.
1: The shocking one to me was Zaya Brookside, to be honest with you. Number one, because Robbie Brookside is a trainer. With NXT, number two, that's a character. <laughs> that's a character that you can't possibly screw up, and yet they did. They turned her heel too. I mean, this is this is Bailey and and now Roxanne Perez not knowing how to use a kendo stick. They don't know how to book. But I mean, she's you know she's still fairly fairly young, so she could probably go to a stardom or something and train there if she really wanted to make a run on in other promotions, et cetera, et cetera. It's in her blood. Um. Look, there are a lot of people doing good work out of all these people. Mark Mark, oh my god,
0: like Saxon Huxley would be like a real sneaky, Saxon like Huxley. not not particularly expensive get for a company that w- could come Japan. in there. Saxon yeah.
1: Huxley in Japan would yeah. be over, yeah. and he and he has improved. I mean,
0: yeah, no, Land he's Storm,
1: good. Landstorm trained. I mean, he's very solid. Little surprise they split up. Must uh, Mustard Mushroom Mountain, Mustache Mountain. Trent Seven is, is not going to be part of part of the organization anymore um underrated match in in nxt uk lore was that uh it was primate and 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 eddie dennis versus mark andrews and flash morgan webster street fight uh both andrews and flash morgan webster were part of the whole uk invasion thing on the u.s indies out here especially pwg before they were signed by the company i expect them you know maybe ddt Maybe even AEW, because they like their small guys in AEW.
0: Yeah, Jack Stars is one of these guys who, like, could be, uh, might be able to, you know, catch people's attention. I like, see him as,
1: kind of a, as a, kind of a European Indies guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, pro- potentially, yeah, yeah. and maybe beloved European Indies guy who occasionally does little spot runs over in AEW or whatever.
1: Yeah, let's see. The fact that so many were let go immediately led to skepticism regarding the relaunch with the idea that they wouldn't cut so many people if they were planning on launching something in just a few months. It's another p- parenthetical for me. It's another point to consider is that they may just re-sign a lot of these people once they do that. But they
0: might be just trying to re-sign them to a more favorable contract.
1: That's true too. And with the vagueness of the announcement of the NXT Europe branch, the day it was acknowledged privately but not publicly by WWE that the UK branch is shutting down. Another key is why, while all those released were from the UK, mall, I think I call her Amal. Mel. It's Amal, a,
0: actually Mel. Yeah.
1: Mel is from France. She's the only star from France they have under contract and is someone that has gotten them publicity in that country for that reason. The question is, if they were really planning a European relaunch and expansion, the feeling is she would not have been released. And it just seemed like a way to cover up the dropping of the UK brand and training facility that was expected the past few weeks. All right, Chris. Uh, over under a percentage that NXT Europe comes to fruition?
0: Uh, under 40%. I'm going to say okay. 35%.
1: Uh, I think they are going to give it a go. I think with Triple H back now, they're going to try this expansion project, and I think it's going to fail. I yeah.
0: I... Okay. Okay. Comes to fruition, succeeds, I guess, is, well, I would say 35%, but I, I, you're right. They might try to do a show at least, but I just, I, I mean, it's, people are just going to view NXT Europe as NXT UK.
1: Yeah. And they're going to, and they're going to view it as second rate, and it's going to be kind of the same.
0: Um, it's so hard to compete against European wrestling. They've just never really shown the appetite to, like, actually try to do that European style. Well, it's
1: funny because the complaints out of there was that they basically killed Progress for a while, which was the major your English, British or UK, sorry, for anybody who gets offended on that, UK indie over there. Um, You know, they, they've been taking the stars from Europe. I mean, Cesaro, uh, Walter... Bait. Bait. We'll talk about bait. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah. I mean, most of the big stars from the European promotions. I'm
0: sorry, Butch.
1: (laughs) I'm hoping he comes back to this, Pete Dunn. Please. (laughs) I hope that's the one idea where Triple H goes, you know what? Maybe we went a little too far (laughs) on this.
0: I really like Butch. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, the people seem to like Butch. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, I, I'm, you can tell me they're going to come back as NXT Europe. I have my doubts. I think NXT in this, in this head-to-head thing is going to roll NXT UK and it's going to kill it once and for all. Because I think, and this is getting into Lazy River territory, and I apologize, but man, all those UK people seem tiny compared to the, the US people. All yeah man, Gallus looks small, and they were giants in UK. Tyler Bate looks tiny next to Braun Breaker. I just I just think they're gonna look at that and go back to what they know.
0: Yeah, uh I I thought that Gallus on NXT US and Bait on NXT US I- <laughs>
1: But dear God, give me Mako Satomura, killing man heroes.
0: Give me that. Mako will be great. She's not going to be outclassed like that. I I, I mean, it's just, look, it's fine for pretty deadly because they're supposed to be, like, Leith pretty boy heels. But, like, Gallus are supposed to be big, brawling uh, Scotsmen. And I was trying to remember where they're from. Yeah, big, brawling Scotsmen. And, like... They're brawling all right, but like Mark, I always thought, like looked really big on NXT UK, and I thought he was very average-looking. Next looking to the Creed
1: here. brothers, he looked small.
0: Well, yeah, and, and Joe, uh Joe's changed his look, and I don't think it's helped to add to his star power.
1: I think he looks – um, no, you're right, Joe and Mark. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, Joe's changed – Joe was yes. like – he was the main event guy. Yeah,
1: I didn't recognize him. He look the same as Mark, and now he looks like – hundred percent different and you're like yeah
0: it's it's not a it, it, it he before he just like especially like uh you know when he was in the those main event programs and stuff he just really had like a star power to him even though he's you know a little bit smaller and whatever he's done to his look it, it has not helped um is like top of the card charisma or whatever um i like wolfie i think wolfie will be a lot of fun but I, I th-
1: uh i think it's interesting that we bring this up though because because you, you brought up pretty deadly and when all is said and done, who from NXT UK really were helped in the WWE system? Pretty deadly. As being pretty deadly might be on that list. Because, uh, it's, it's, then, it's, who,
0: who did better? Uh, out of I mean, you, guess so you, can... there, you have
1: a few. You have, uh, Rhea Ripley was definitely helped by the NXT UK women's title. Okay, sure. And her sure. run there. Uh, Walter is Walter. Walter's
0: Walter. He I Walter was Walter. Yeah. I mean, um, and Pete it Dunne. worked wherever. And
1: Pete Dunn is really the 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 third guy who really came out of this looking good.
0: Pete Dunne, Yeah. And it was
1: at the expense of Tyler Bate, who everybody thought was gonna be the money there, and then they just wasted him for four years, pretty much.
0: Yes, yes. No, I I don't think Bates in a better place now than he was a few years ago. Um I
1: hope night I hope Nigel McGuinness gets a place somewhere because he'd been doing the commentary for the show.
0: And I want is, I would say the forever champ would have benefited from this, but like they have now changed her name. So it doesn't really matter that she was the forever champion.
1: <laughs> very, very true. Not, well, I mean, she's not on the main roster yet either.
0: That's also true. I, I mean, I guess maybe they could r- reset her. Yeah. Um, but... but they won't because she use no. that name
1: on the Indies. And I think they're still sticking to that. I think that's why they're yeah. not used to yeah. either. Right. I, I assume Tyler Bates going to get a name change eventually. Like shorty mcpower or something like that brit might or something like that you're just brit
0: johnson the might of britain of britain
1: (laughs) piccadilly power (laughs)
0: Brit Piccadilly (laughs) what a name
1: there we go that's going to be his new name oh oh, he's small but he's powerful he's Brit Piccadilly from the Piccadilly circuses on the streets of
0: they call him the mighty
1: mouse of England (laughs) and and somewhere Pac just throws a beer at his TV he's like they're doing this crap again (laughs) but in good news 2.0 re-signed with AEW for another run. I'm, I'm, uh, look, you and I both love Matt and, uh, and, and, and cool hand Ange. I don't know if you got a chance to watch. I think it was dark, where Matt menard was doing commentary with oh my him. god
0: he's so funny on commentary right I, I and he was sort of like playing it right down the middle like not not full on healing or anything and i think that works great because he then he just defaults back into his weird kind of prickly personality thing and it's very funny he's he's the accent helps of course but he I kind knows- of
1: enjoyed the parody of with with the advent of online sports gambling, all the references to that.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, he's he's funny, man. Um, and and Ange, I I think like look, uh, he's not getting as much like mic time or whatever, but he's starting to get much better at like the acting part of yes. the puzzle here. Yes. Facializations and stuff recently. Uh, I I thought he's been much better at.
1: Chris, tell us about Hello Fresh.
0: OK, OK, Hawkins. Uh, hello, fresh is how I greet you sometimes uh, when, when, when you're being cheeky. Fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, fresh. Um, but hello, with, Newman. He- but when you think about it, it's all one word like hello, fresh. You get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit, number one. Savor every last second of summer with HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm right to your door. You'll notice that's farm to door. No stops in the middle, Yeah, nothing, nothing. And honestly, the farm is kept at a reasonable distance from your doorstep, and it'll get there in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from your home. So you can skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. Hawkins loves doing that. Hello, Fresh Market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection of quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, and desserts, and more. Uh, Breakfast sometimes can sprawl out at the NOV household. Uh, It doesn't need to, and HelloFresh makes that possible. Are you heading out for vacation, Jeff? One last vacation. And then never no, again everything,
1: everything closed here in August I don't know what happened that like water parks closed early this month I was like kind of mad because i was going to take a week off but
0: so let's pretend you're not in a place where society has shut down like where Hawkins lives <laughs> yes. you could update your delivery address and enjoy HelloFresh at your vacation destination with just a click
1: that's a flexible
0: so they work with your changing schedule we had HelloFresh not that long ago, <laughs> Hawkins. Right? Yeah. Yes. I, okay. Okay. It was a, it was a while ago. Like like. Let's not lying to the people is is not how I want to go. But when we had HelloFresh, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed the hamburgers. I enjoyed the meat sauce uh, that we had. Uh, the vegetables. Were I actually used-
1: enjoyed the couscous. I had never had couscous before.
0: I never actually got around to making the couscous, but oh, like.
1: You son of a. Yeah, I know. I know. I,
0: I, I never actually said I ate the couscous. I've never, I've never lied to the people. I've never been like, oh, I was eating that couscous. I love that couscous. I, you notice you'd bring it up, and I'd quietly hide behind you in the past. Here, Uh if you've worked with Green Chef or every plate in the past or are currently. You must address the HelloFresh and green show- Oh, this is that's for me. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> just get to the, just get to the tag. We'll go. OK, on.
0: I, it said required if applicable. So I was reading the new passage here, oh. but it turns out that that's not relevant. Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use code VOW16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Maybe I'll use leave code- it in. <laughs> what no leave it in leave it in it was required if applicable I, it was an honest mistake you don't it, make make all your mistakes honest be honest with the people go to hellofresh.com slash vow16 use code vow16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts
1: and now- that's hellofresh. fresh
0: no no hold on hello fresh Damn. america's number one meal kit
1: and now <laughs> The world famous lazy river of wrestling criticism. Anything we watched this week past present can't watch the future. So it can't be any of that can bring up here. Uh, anything that's worth thinking about can be brought up here. I have an update. I've been told that toxic attraction. Actually, the match was pretty good. It was just the entrance didn't seem to work at first on the main roster, but who knows? Uh, Chris, you are allowed to start. I have talked a lot today.
0: Fashizy. Um, okay. So we've already done the opening um promo on Dynamite. I feel like there's nothing really worth revisiting beyond that. Um, I'm like looking at what else I might want to hit I- I'll on.
1: I'll ask you something if you want to Sure. Go into it. Sure. What did you think of Punk kind of clowning Moxley's entrance? Also,
0: boy, that felt like overkill. I, you know, it's okay. If you want to circle back on that,
1: I'll I'll ask you something here because my my co host on The Dynamite Show, which I co host with Paul Fontaine over on Fight Game Media, about 10 minutes after Dynamite goes off the air, thought that Punk, with all these things, was possibly trying to go heel, but that the crowd wasn't going to go with him.
0: Ooh, um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, I I don't think so. I Fair I enough. I just think he's he's on a bit of a jag right now, and and I yeah I I thought doing Snow Angels was too far. No, I know it's the where's the lie thing, but then like when he was doing the like where's the lie kind of pipe bombs, there wasn't a lie. So uh,
1: there were though. Okay, where? Uh, I, I believe the point when he said that. uh that that Moxley wasn't as good as as the people in his stable now or when he was with the shield that's not true that this John isn't as good as the John that he beat at money in the bank 2011 that's not necessarily true um he, he the point was made that he was saying tell me where the lie is and then went on to lie at times
0: okay i'm going to go it's a, it's a matter of opinion okay uh, John Cena, I'm not saying whose matches would Chris rather watch is one thing. John Cena is a great wrestler. You can't really say that he's not. He he actually is. He's a very good wrestler. Uh, I mean, he worked that he worked a very specific style, but like whenever he got to kind of explore a little bit outside of that or whatever, he was clearly capable and down to do it. He's a great promo. Um, I mean, he, he is by most metrics, a very good wrestler. Um, fair, a great, fair a great, enough. great, fair great enough. wrestler.
1: I have cut you off. Okay. Enough. Get to your point. Hold on. Hold on. on. Then stop cutting me
0: off. <laughs> you are like literally cutting me off as you're like, oh, I'm so sorry for cutting you off. Well, okay. I'm you pull then a hello, stifle yourself, Hawkins. Stifle yourself. <laughs> I'm not done. Let's talk about the Shield. Okay, Hawkins. Okay. There are two people mentioned there John Cena and the Shield. Is John Moxley a better wrestler than Seth Rollins? Ooh, that's at least debatable. I would say no. Um, is he a better wrestler than Roman Reigns? Again, debatable. I, Chris Dovambrino, would say no. Um, huh. so I actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I get that. I'll, I'll say it's a matter of taste. Um, sure, but like, uh, no. Roman's proven that he can do it. Uh, we we've seen Roman have good long form matches, not all the time, but he's definitely capable of doing it. Seth Rollins, come on now. Uh, the uh, no, Moxley is not better than Seth Rollins. Like, like, I ha ha ha. Aside over the last few <laughs> years, don't let them jade you to the fact that the guy's like an amazing transcendent wrestler. Um, so like, no, that were they pointed comments? Sure, I would say they were pointed truths, though. Okay. So I, I, I just, I, I think that there's some, I, I don't agree with that interpretation. Um, and, and I think if he was gonna go. I think in order to go heel, I think you'd have to be make a little bit more of a point. Um the Snow Angel stuff though, uh on in the ring was like, whoa. Um I, I mean it was just like one of these Karrion Cross and Adam Page moments where like the thing that he was doing to the entrance was actually too pointed about how draggy Moxley's entrance is. It's sort of like it's like the family guy episode where they sort of or the South Park episode where they cut into the family guy yeah, formula really the, super the hard. Man-
1: manatees. Yeah. Yes.
0: I, I feel a little bit like Punk sort of South Parked uh, Moxley's entrance there.
1: Okay, let's go to your original point before I asked you more about punk.
0: Okay. What was my original point?
1: I don't know. You were gonna say something other than that. And I said, Well, oh. what I saw about punk if you want to talk about that.
0: Well, um, I mean that that was a good thing to talk about. Uh uh my You got a thing- lot
1: of hot takes there. I I I think uh, you, probably you know had some opinions on, on especially the Roman thing.
0: On the Roman thing, oh, okay, we talk. We talk more about. Ro- I'm not like. I'm I don't want to talk about
1: Roman. I'm saying you're gonna get, you're gonna get some feedback about that.
0: Okay. Good. Cool. Neat. Um, they at, love me, at, at I, the and, and I love being loved. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Danielson and Daniel Garcia here. I yeah. thought this was, this was a great match. This the this, this was. I mean, like, not surprising. Here is obviously, in my opinion, the highlight of the show. Uh, sort of the thing that like brought some coherence to the show. I thought they had just like a really great match here. Um, I, I liked the ending. I, I, I- the the post match thing made sense. Um, thought the crowd appeal was good. I don't, know. you know, the will he or won't he? I think was maybe a little bit much. I think this should have just been the full conversion, but I get it. They want to stretch it out a little bit further.
1: Chris, there was a moment in this match that I absolutely hated, and it took me out of the match for the okay. rest of the match. So Daniel Garcia gets a pile driver on 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 Danielson, gets him in the uh, gets him in the sleeper, chokes him out for the first fall. Great, perfect, whatever. It's a little loopy. Gets up before the ten count. We start fighting. We get outside of the ring. Daniel Garcia drops Danielson during the commercial break a DDT on concrete in front of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This angle when Jake the Snake Roberts did to to, to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat knocked Ricky the Dragon Steamboat out for months. I believe four to be exact. This didn't even knock out Brian Danielson, who had already previously been knocked out with a sleeper for four minutes, Chris. And I could not get over that. And I know this makes me sound like Cornette. Maybe even Jim Ross at times. But we need to protect these kinds of moves, Chris. To, to oh, have... No, I, I, I I'll Look,
0: there's a lot of malpractice here, right? Uh, the, the malpractice includes.
1: Chris, all the malpractice is in the Blackpool Combat Club, though. We have Wheeler Yuta surviving two pile drivers by moving his head. We have. We have John Moxley surviving a four and a half minute walls of Jericho. And now we have Brian Danielson going full speed after previously being knocked out and getting a DDT on concrete. This is getting to the point where a plane crash is going to get two and a half. This is why finishers are the only drama in a lot of big matches now. And it, it just, it drove me nuts as kind of a fan. I understood it. It was a well-worked match after that. Don't get me wrong. Don't I didn't, hate the match but i hated that no but that let, let, let
0: us let us now discuss the layers of malpractices i was i was about Please. to get through here. okay so this is a fine spot if if the ddt is the premise for a pinfall let's say this is happening not during a commercial break and daniel garcia has this important moment where we zoom in on Ricky the dragon and you know, he's like talking to Ricky the dragon. He's like, I'm going to DDT him right here on the concrete. He does it. He rolls Danielson in and gets the pinfall. I think it's a great spot. I, I, it doesn't, I don't need him to be out for four months either. Uh Now he has the commercial break to regroup, do a standing 10 count. But to me, the other problem of this is that this happened during a commercial break, essentially to have a rest moment. Uh, you have the star or cameo appearance of a star, Ricky Steamboat. You want to have that on TV. You want to actually have that on the broadcast, not during picture-in-picture, picture. Uh, like the actual broadcast that people actually watch. And you want that to be a real focal point for people. So I, I thought that that was also a problem. I, I agree with you uh, worrying about, like, these moves not being protected. But, like, to me, you know, you're still protecting if at least getting a pinfall off of it. And then Danielson needs to do like a 10 count and the referee even like takes an extra long 10 count. Then you're really establishing that a move like this would result in easy peasy, you know, three count. And I think that's fine. I think that's sufficient protection, but this not even resulting in a pinfall I, I I think is the other problem with this. So I think there are at least three layers of why this was bad.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if it had led to the first pinfall, I would have been grateful. But it right, was like, it's great. And, and Excalibur just, oh, yeah, uh, Danielson was cut open by a DDT on the concrete. Yes, they were mentioning it later,
0: and I I had to go back and go like, oh, that must have happened during a break. And then I was sitting there going like, Jiminy, they actually did that like during a break? Why would you do a spot like that during the break? I, I mean, I guess... The other issue I have with this is, dude, does every match that has any degree of intensity now have to involve blood? Is that like where, where we're at now?
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> they want their blood, and that's fine. I, I, can, I can go with it as long as it's earned. And, and you know, it's kind of earned if you do a, a thing on concrete. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, it's I'm, better than I'm last cool week. with
0: that. Yes. If you're going to spot like the concrete spot. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I guess that's my fourth point then, right? You have a blood spot. You want to make sure you're really highlighting what caused the blood. <laughs> Establish True. that the DDT yeah. onto the concrete is yeah. what draws blood.
1: No, I I I do agree. Um Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, I guess I'll go and I'll I'll keep it in in AEW just just to bring it up because it is big news and we did not bring it up in the headline portion of it. Kenny Omega returning to AEW. Uh, he was in the main event in the uh, trios tournament, joining the Young Bucks against uh, Los Ingobernables Aficion, I believe is how they say it. Uh interesting match. They're telling a story. I think I know this. I think I know where the story is going. Well, I'll see if you agree with it. Ah, uh, lots of spots. I thought Kenny looked good. Uh, was working the injury angle, or that not up to hundred percent yet? I thought I thought the Young Bucks came to play. I, I don't. And Dragon Lee definitely came to bring it. Uh Ruchin and, and Andrade. Uh, you know, I, I they were okay, and and I love the Omega. You know, Snap Germans. I, I thought those were just fantastic spot on all three of them.
0: Uh, boy, boy rush and andrea is a real interesting trend of when they choose to turn it on and yes. when they choose to turn it off and yes and when it they seems to align it seems to align with when they're actually the featured player in the story yes. and scene in question and when they're not they seem to turn in a different level of performance
1: yes they might be a little ungovernable in some ways and again Kind of goes back to the top of the show where you need someone to kind of uh, be the guy who's going to threaten in so many words. Uh, Hey, you turn it on even when you're going to lose. All right. Yeah, I gave
0: you a showcase last week or two weeks ago against John Moxley, the interim champion, where you looked like a million dollars and you got the kick out of his finisher and all this stuff. Um, No, you're going to go out there and you're going to shine some other people up now, sirs
1: now here's what i think chris and let me see if i if you agree with me or not i think we're working towards young bucks versus dark order for the trios titles finals and we're getting into adam page's choice because i think i think the story is going to be that kenny can't go on with an injury and that and that maybe even There's a guy that's a member of the dark order that can't go on with an injury. And maybe page has to choose between the two or, or maybe they, or maybe the dark order gets there with all three of their guys and they're begging and they're begging page to come work with, with them to win the titles. I just, I, I, I.
0: Boy, I'll tell you, you know, what undermines all of this is is reintroducing Omega with Cyrus this week. Yes. Boy, having Cyrus and having Nakazawa, Cyrus and would, Nakazawa I would, I would was yeah. baffling to me because I, I was trying to figure out what the story was. And then when it comes I'm like, well, okay, the Bucks are clearly dicks because if they're hanging out with Cyrus, Cyrus is a heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Mystery solve let's, call,
1: let's call him don Callis because cyrus is a great name but that's his ecw name as you uh, know that's,
0: <laughs> that's right don Callis. yeah yeah uh yeah they're hanging out with him yeah like okay that that there you go well, i uh, agree
1: with you i was back on my if you reintroduce a guy and you want him to get a big baby face pop make it the full-on baby facing get rid of the get rid of the stooges especially
0: after having justin do the yes Charming and endearing North Carolina promo that Omega does. Like it it was so weird. It felt really dissonant to have what felt like a hero's return tainted with uh, Don Callis and Nakazawa coming out with him. And you're like, oh, we're still doing this gimmick, really? Because if that also felt dissonant to, Okay, is Kenny Omega one or two storylines possible? Right, he's either getting his mojo back, and as as the tournament goes on. He's going to lose armor and he's going to, you know, start like, you know, dropping the mm-hmm. shoulder pad and, 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 you know, he'll get the ring rust off. That might be where we're going. Or to your point, might go the other way. Omega looks like he's getting the ring rust off, but it's a, it's a swerve. Uh, it's a twist. And he's in fact, he re injures himself, tweaks his shoulder. Bucks are able to win the match, but in order to continue in the tournament, they need a third member. Um, and they go and make the appeal to Paige. Then that would be super interesting and compelling if there was still an open question on whether or not the Bucs are good guys or bad guys. But I one is hard pressed to look at the way the Bucs did their entrance, Omega, and who he's saddled with, uh, and, and go, Oh, okay, these guys are good guys. Like, like and if, if Paige can't see the difference here, he ends up looking dumb, he looks like a chump. Like, it, it, there's, there's a point where it's like, okay, but, like, dude, you hate Don Callis. You've established this. You talk about it a lot.
1: Would he be more of a chump, dude, to not coming out and fighting punk? <laughs> or because of this?
0: This poor guy. Even his friends are nerfing an, him right e- now.
1: He's an emo cowboy, and it's full on. He's just a. He's just a.
0: Like it's one thing to get you know get nerfed by Punku. You got backstage beef by. But like these are his friends, right? Like <laughs> Omega and the Bucks are like his actual buddies, and their angle yeah, not, is also nerfing him.
1: Uh, hot take: North Carolina, crap state, just bad schools. Not as good as Virginia. But Jeff doesn't care for North Carolina. Carolina. No, I do not. Um, although Bojangles and and biscuits in North Carolina are fantastic. Uh, your turn, Chris.
0: Okay, uh, that basically wraps up AEW. And like, I, I mean, for me this Mostly, week, yeah, yeah, Raw really did feel like the show I was more interested in viewing this week. Uh, it, there was just kind of more going on in uh in this show here. I, I a lot of good matches a lot of a lot of good matches here um i thought Lashley and AJ Styles was better than expected um as was Chapa and the Miz mm-hmm. uh versus Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali that's, Cedric and they the got me that to think that, me. they got me to think that they were going to win at spots uh, I, I i liked it i thought that was good
1: yeah i don't know if we're being uh if we're being faked out here if, if, if we're being shown the shiny object here because It's look, a lot of people have been cheering for Cedric and Ali for something for them to do. And this new regime, you never know. And Ali has now been in two matches two weeks in a row that have been pretty damn spectacular. At the same time, we're bringing back Hit Row, we're bringing back uh, Dexter Loomis. We have uh, Carrion Cross in the wings. We're bringing back these. Almost, NXT 1.9 guys, so to speak, if, if we want to go that far into it. For guys who have been on the main roster and just kind of misused all this time, and okay, they get a chance to wrestle. We get to see good wrestling.
0: Dude, there's it, so much more good wrestling on this and, and,
1: and, and it's very good. And don't get me wrong, and I, I know that the wrestling fans are excited, but do you buy that this is the Triple H way? Or are we just kind of being are we kind of being lulled into hey, they're having longer matches and better matches uh, at, at, at the expense of not necessarily at the expense of, but to, but to kind of pad the resume a little bit while they figure out what kind of storytelling they want to do. Because let let's let's be a little bit real here. WWE fans, for the most part, and I'm saying WWE fans, the homers, the stands, the people getting your mentions if you say something bad about a wrestler in WWE or you cheer AEW, those types of people. They're not particularly interested in good wrestling. They like big characters. They li- I mean, it's funny because there's, there's been a promo of Triple H when Punk was doing the Summer of Punk stuff that came up. They goes, hey, you know, there are some people who like what we do here. And he's right. That's the thing is he's right. Do people want better wrestling on the pro or do they want the WWE kind of style, so to speak, with where character kind of matters and you get to see everybody play the hits? And it's not really wrestling. It's just kind of, it, it's wrestling-inspired entertainment, so to speak. Are we being lulled into that
0: here? I, I mean, I, I, it, it's a big question of like what, what it, supposing how big that group of let's say triple H. uh the, the some people like what we do here people are
1: um because triple so far, h i think is the opposite i mean triple h was right was, was, you was want a to do other show, things a, a and as promo on and, and, and,
0: and as someone who has been in these audiences multiple times uh, and, and, and oftentimes in sections that are very heavy with casuals like they, I feel like their itch will be getting scratched if they get taglines and catchphrases. Like they, they barely watch the wrestling matches. Right. Me. Yeah. And so it's a
1: means to I, an end to get to. Right.
0: Yeah. So no, I, I mean, I, I think they, the wrestling fans. I think there's a way to serve both masters. Is what I'm saying. Like I don't view them so mutually exclusive. Like all those people want are good promos and big characters and the wrestling fans just want to see good wrestling. And I think those can happen at different points in the show and they're not mutually exclusive, but like, you know, a good character can be get a good wrestling match. I think this is a possible thing.
1: Well, we got another uh, quote unquote return, or at least in a promo package, Sarah Logan appearing in a promo package for the Viking Raiders. He, of course married to one of the members.
0: I am more interested in the family of Ezekiel than any of that. Uh, Let's
1: talk about this because this was awesome. I'm we we,
0: we have now time. moved this gimmick. This, this is turning into like, it went from a gimmick with no direction in that like, okay, Elias is no longer Elias. He's now this weird, like white me baby face character named Ezekiel. And that first, they didn't really know what to do with him. So then they're like, well, then he's just going to deny that he's Elias, which is kind of funny, but didn't really have any place to go. Now we have evolved to the point where this guy is an entire family that, like, there are, there's a family of these E named people. He is um, Eddie Murphy playing the clumps. Yeah. No, it's great. This is awesome. Um, like, like, we still don't even know what Elron's personality is going to be like yet. But he kind of like looks a little bit like Dexter Lumis or something like that. I'm hoping he's like painfully serious and like boring and like. <laughs> uh, like I'm looking I'm forward a to
1: systems h- analyst. I no, no, it would make sense, right?
0: No, it <laughs> makes sense, right? Like, because like Elias would be the musician, um, Ezekiel would be the athlete, and then Elron's going to be like like the weird sli- like Elron's
1: the Elron's the good good son who went the safe route. He went into engineering in college while, while the big athlete pursued his athletic dreams and the musician went and pursued his, his dreams. He yeah, was Successful was,
0: in business has had two divorces. Does not get to see the kids.
1: Does not get the parents love as much as the other two who are far more vibrant, but he was always trying to do the right thing by the family and stuff. And thought that being responsible would give him the love that he always deserved. might be projecting Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah you you kind of zigged and zagged a different way from where i was you you didn't you didn't really yes and that time um that's okay no it's fine it's fine i i i can keep the show going um (laughs) playing
1: the the uncle though was it the uncle or the father i forgot father no ernie ernie ernie's the father yeah my god i howled at that i'm like how
0: is this so good it's so, it, it just, it like, it, it's funny. And I think that this is happening right at the right time with, like, Triple H and the new Regnum. Because it's like, they sort of found this, like, okay. Like, there's an Elron, which means that there's got to be, like, a broader Ezekiel-Elias family here. And that's where this is all going. <laughs> um, and, 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 like, that's just wonderful. My favorite part about this is that at long last, Hawkins, Kevin Owens is wrong. that that there is an Elias there is an Ezekiel and beyond that there's a whole family
1: Chris the the icing on the cake and this is where unrepentant stupidity is so great they photoshopped his head onto a child yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no it's great
1: He's gonna and, have a sister. I think he has a sister too. Well, I mean, he
0: he 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 plays his mother too. I mean, it's great. No, it's it's hilarious. Like, and it it there's this like meta question. Okay, it does not feel as though these characters are all it's not like Elias is just pulling an okey doke on Kevin Owens or something like that now. There's like legitimately like a family, now obviously all played by one human being, but like this is actually going to be like the, the gimmick now. I love it. I'm so here for this. I it's, think it's, it's hilarious. It's great,
1: but it also, it might be bad in a way. And let me let me tell you why. Because well, they'll it, make him
0: world champion.
1: Well, no, 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 but they they've just now rebranded Kevin Owens as the prize fighter. And to bring him back into this angle after basically killing uh, Elias, not Elias, uh, Ezekiel, might might cool him off some, but Here's what I am here for. I am here because we have not done one of these in a while. I need a cinematic match, and I need I need I need all the family to be on one side of the Survivor Series. I need a five on five, Chris. And I need it to be Elrod. Oh, and he does like quick changes in the back. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no. They 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 shoot it on film, so they don't, So it doesn't have to be live. okay. It's it's a cinematic match.
0: Okay, all right. I'm into that. I'm into that at 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 the e compound whatever it is
1: yes yes what going to name <laughs> cuz they don't have a last name to no them, no right?
0: but everyone's got a first name that starts with e yes. so yeah like the e family compound
1: the e family compound they they do this match and it's the entire family And it's Hatfields and McCoys or whatever. We want to make it. No.
0: And and, and at that point, I want like 15 members of the E family. I want family members
1: killed off in this match. And for like a funeral later or something like that. You know, like
0: every time Owens thinks he's got like the, he's like, okay, that's it. That's the whole family. And then someone new shows up. That's Uh, our
1: foreign exchange student over there.
0: Oh my God he he plays a french ford exchange student yes
1: yes (laughs) enrique
0: (laughs) my name is Henri baguette (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs)
1: Oh, is it my turn i now have to go uh (laughs) nxt heat wave was better than i thought it was gonna be it really was it was a fun watch uh with the I, I did J D McDonough and Braun Breaker was a little ridiculous in some y- ways. Yeah, uh,
0: God, the end of that. What the? What did the end of that do it, for it, 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 either it was, of them?
1: Oh, it, they they're they're trying to do this thing with J D McDonough when they should just do the Irish Ace thing. But he's crazy in some ways, and he likes the pain. That's why he's sitting in an ice bath before his. You know, right, it's, no, so he's it's a little bleeding. bit like the Canadian
0: crippler sort of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's bleeding a bit, and 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 yeah, you know, and so he just holds his arms out to take the spear because he's gonna be a martyr. That was ridiculous. But Mandy Rose versus Snowy Stark, far better than it had any right to be.
0: I thought so too. I I, I know I've been very down on Mandy on this show. Yeah. She's improved. She's improved. She 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 is a legitimate wrestler now. Not amazing, but but very well, solid.
1: And she she has a look on her face like she is over NXT. Don't get me wrong, but she brought it here, and Zoe brought it too. And I don't know the extent of Zoe. I, I was told that Zoe was injured during the match at some time, and I assume it's the bad knee in some <laughs> ways. And I hope I hope not because I think she's a welcome presence on this on this card. But it, yeah, it was it, that was a fun match. I I liked. I liked that they didn't go where I thought they were going to go with the Gallus attack on Diamond Mind. I hope they play this subtle for a couple weeks where the rest of Diamond Mind does not trust Roddy, uh, b- b- even though he did get attacked by Gallus. You know, just just because you get attacked by a bunch of heels doesn't mean that we're friends now. Well, no, because
0: it doesn't resolve the other issue. Right. I don't uh, that, want them
1: to resolve those issues. No, I, I,
0: I, I think I, I like the idea of Diamond Mind having to figure out if they can trust Roddy. Uh, I think that, that that's a good multi-week angle.
1: Uh, the Creed brother cut a pretty good promo here, though. I, I, I keep telling you that Julius Creed's real
0: good. I yeah, like that Julius. St- Creed. I'm
1: still a fan of Brutus. Uh, he's such a.
0: Oh, that Julius. No, he, I hope
1: he doesn't get left behind. Let's put it that way.
0: No, I know. And initially he was like, Oh, Baby Brock, this is the guy. And, but Julius he's got a lot of personality. Um, he, he just feels like a he feels like a complete entity of a character, and especially in this new era. I yeah, I, I think his stock's actually pretty high. I, I could see Hunter liking this guy a lot.
1: It looks like Santos Escobar is on his way to the main roster. I don't know if Legato Del Fantasma will be in tow with him, but uh, I, I liked the match. I'm not sure if I liked the ending on that one, Chris.
0: Yeah. Uh, refresh me on the ending. The, the
1: ending is, is they're both on their knees. Escobar notices the brass knuckles. Tony D'Angelo notices the crowbar. They both go for him at the same time. They both get him. They both hit each other at the same time. But the way they fall is Tony D'Angelo falls on Santos Escobar for the three.
0: No, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's like they wanted to protect Escobar, but like yes. I, 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 don't know that that does anything.
1: I thought that I thought that uh, Electric Lopez was going to turn on him. That's that's how I, I did too. And I I thought I mean
0: honestly, especially if, like they now have to be. I mean, I guess that, that might be the one thing that makes you think maybe the whole legato is getting called up is that they didn't do a turn because it would just make more sense to just do a full transfer. Um, I will say I, I thought uh, Melo and Vinci was fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Those yeah. two are
1: great. I oh, mean- they're great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Boy. No, you're right. Like, this was a really – WWE really beat AEW this week in terms of just, like – show quality for me um i i mean obviously daniel or brian danielson and daniel garcia was great but But it was
1: a a heater and so and the trip and the triples match especially the dragon lee working that that was great too but i mean watching like i forget it was darker dark elevation it it had like five matches of of five women's matches and none of them lasted over like four
0: minutes but there were a number of really good singles matches this week on wwe television and and like i i mean i I've watched enough of this crap now. To no one like I've seen the bad shows. Like these aren't them. Um, like like Carmelo Hayes and Giovanni, Giovanni Vinci, good. Um, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez wasn't bad.
1: Uh, no, but the, but my God, it wasn't great. Let's get into this real quick because this is a downer, and we need to yell at them about this. They bailed Roxanne Perez here. You remember during the feud when Bailey got brought up and in San Jose they decide to do a straight fight or whatever, and Bailey forgets how to use a kendo stick or, or hesitates on using a kendo stick because she's too nice. That always makes good guys look stupid. And it made Roxanne Perez look stupid here.
0: It felt weird to need to def- or to protect Cora Jade when, to me, it just feels like Cora Jade's such a natural slot into toxic attraction at this point that she doesn't really need protection.
1: Huh. That's an interesting view. I, I, I think Cora Jade's a little miscast. I think she should still be a baby face, but I understand. Well, I think she, she should
0: still face. be a baby face, but now that you've turned her heel, I think she makes a lot of sense uh with JC Jane and uh the red haired one, Gigi Dolan.
1: Okay. Gigi Dolan. Yeah. Uh okay. I no, I can see that. Uh, I'm here for that. Uh but yeah, just don't make baby faces look stupid. Okay. They can be yeah. good people. They're still a good person if they get if they sign a contract for a street fight, they're a good person if they still take part in the street fight. I,
0: I guess what I'm more saying is that I thought prior to the finish, which they don't have as much control over, I thought the actual work level from Jaden Perez was improved. Yeah, uh, it yeah, was improved.
1: Yeah, I mean, of Cor- yeah, course, Cor- yeah. Jade's not, not knocking me over in the room. No, no, rain, but, like, but, it's just Roxanne like. Roxanne is great.
0: If that, is the yeah, house. and if that was the low point of the show in terms of work rate, yes. like, that's yes. pretty solid for, I mean. Especially when
1: you we- thought Mandy Rose was going to be the low point.
0: Especially when we're in the the Technicolor Vomit era. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 No. No. I. I mean, like, like th- there has been really bad work on these shows in, yes. in, in the last several months, and so for this this show, I, I mean, at, by judging it by Technicolor standards, um, it, it is an eight or a nine, um, by Technicolor standards, by a black and gold standards, maybe about you know like a five and a half or a six, um, but you know it's solid breaker. It is. He's just not doing anything for me he he's like just a guy
1: i want I, him to go full steiner
0: i right I, he needs to either
1: way either 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 scott or rick i rick, don't care right.
0: which but like commit to a personality too like i, I i'm it's not enough for You're you to right. come out he has
1: st- no personality he's boring
0: he's boring dude he is boring
1: von I, wagner has surpassed him on the personality scale
0: just breaking a box with somebody's name on it is not a personality. <laughs> it's
1: not. I'll break this with a sledgehammer. This'll yeah, no,
0: McDonough, McDonough has a crappy personality, but at least it's like something. It's like a watered-down version of American Psycho with a little bit of dash, like the Canadian Crippler in there. Yeah, uh, it, yeah like... Okay, it's not what I would do with the guy, but at least it's a personality. What is Braun Breaker's personality?
1: Uh, uh, a few oblique meathead. references, yeah, but, is yeah. Personality, but he's not meathead. even playing meathead really well either. He's just kind of guy with title. That that's his. That's his yeah, mimic.
0: yeah, likable enough babyface champion of sorts.
1: Like, give me dumb Rick Steiner. From, you know, from the varsity club or whatever. Give me, give me Scott Steiner, arrogant jerk. I, I don't care, but just make a hard choice and go with it there. Because this, I, I, if I'm watching this as a producer, I'm going, I don't, I don't see it. He has a great look, but there's nothing there. And, and no, I know, uh, but it, you it, know it, that there's something there. Cause he had it originally before he got the title, the title made him boring. He
0: he's clearly good in the ring. Uh, He's he's clearly an athlete. Uh, the, the Steiner stuff is there. It's just like making this guy Braun Breaker instead of just making him, you know, whatever his name is, Steiner. Um, Bronson
1: Rex Steiner. So just make him Bronson Steiner.
0: Bronson Steiner, dude. Like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. he hasn't uh,
1: worked the Indies. He, he can use that name. And it's nice to have a legacy occasionally.
0: Well, especially if you're gonna keep invoking it, right? Yes, like, like,
1: yes, if, yeah. If you're gonna go far it, away from, it, if you're gonna, it. then just
0: trade on it, right? Yes. That's my thing. Is it's like, don't, don't pull it half out. It, you know, just put it out there <laughs> or don't. So
1: that's, a, that's a good lesson for all the guys out there. Don't, no, no one. <laughs> pull it out halfway.
0: Yeah, no, no one, no one's ever impressed if you pull it out halfway. People are just bothered by it.
1: Yeah, is that- <laughs>
0: something to all, think all about people are
1: bad yeah that's what something to like. think
0: about their people google it
1: well, well <laughs> there this has been shake them ropes i am jeff hawkins you can follow me on twitter at crap game 13 my plugs right here uh you uh, over at fight game media patreon.com fight game media for five bucks there's a lot of shows there but mine in particular i do the dynamite show 10 minutes after Dynamite goes off the air. We record. I record with Paul Ace Fontaine of figure four weekly and wrestling observer over there giving basically a segment by segment breakdown of dynamite this Monday. I'm taping with uh, Tom of BodySlam.net. He's Tom talks rubbish. He does interviews with certain personalities in the wrestling media sphere and he has asked me to be on so I'm going to be on talking with him and I don't know when that goes up but it'll be on video sometime and trust me I will plug it on my Twitterverse. You can follow Chris Novembrino at DWATG he has plugs of his own and he will tell you right now the secret behind DWATG.
0: Yeah Dwatka is a new word that will be coming out in 2023 it will be an exciting verb we'll be talking about that more as we get closer to year's end don't worry about the government is my podcast that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, as well as patreon.com slash DWATG, where it comes out in a video version and earlier for those who support for just a mere $1 a show. That is 100 pennies. It's the lowest deal. Inflation has not touched this subscription. No, in a time of inflation crushing your back, there's still one thing that you can give a dollar to and get the exact same thing you've always gotten, and that's don't worry about the government. I'm also now on Instagram, instagram.com slash doctor underscore nov. My handle is doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V, doctor nov on Instagram. So you can go and follow me there, or you can follow the show, the Don't Worry About the Government show at D-W-A-T-G on Twitter.
1: Thank you too. Hello, fresh use code VOW16 for uh, was it 16 free gifts over seven boxes. over
0: seven boxes yes. and then like three other things? So, and
1: a quick update, even though in case you haven't watched SmackDown, Gigi and JC Jane getting the win over Natty and Sonia going to fight Raquel and Aaliyah for a shot at the women's tag team tournament. Chris,
0: it's an exciting time.